Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Okay, if I can grab your attention back. Um, it is good to be with you. Those of you who don't know me, my name's Adrian. I'll be kind of guiding us through this next part. It's great to be in the room. Great to have guys upstairs, guys downstairs. Great to have you online. Um, like, how are you doing? Living centered on Jesus. Like, I don't know if you saw that just encouragement as we were worshiping of just this invitation that as we center more of our lives on God, allow other stuff to be stripped away, he says, Are you you're not gonna believe what I'm gonna do through you? Well, that invitation, you know, don't settle for the snacks. I'm preparing a meal for you. Or the one who says, Hey, I know you. You're in my imagination before you were formed. Like, wow, that's the one we get to center our lives on. Like, for me, what it's meant this last week, because I realized I didn't have a neighbor to talk to, is that um, I'm just enjoying solitude. I'm enjoying moments daily of just hiding away, uh, being silent. And in the silent, I'm actually using a journal to pray. And I write down my prayers. And each day I have this pattern where I kind of start with this thanksgiving for what's been the day before. I then pray through writing down prayers of just saying, God, would you give me grace for today? And I'll I'll list things that I know I need grace for. And what I find is the next day it fuels my thanksgiving as I realize, oh yeah, you did. You did what you said you'd do. You gave grace for these things. And then I finish by like writing and saying, and Jesus, would you give me your peace for the things I'm concerned about for tomorrow? So that's like what it's for me. Like I hope for you that you're living more with that question, committing to ask others, committing to have it asked of you of how are you living centered on Jesus? Because I believe as we seek to keep asking that question of one another this coming year, we will be redefined it will do us so much good by the end. See, we said at the beginning of this year, if you were around last week, that we wanted to use these first few weeks to just pause and allow God to come and bring invitations to us. It's already happened through our worship of different individuals. You kind of see people just stacked up. It's like planes coming into land of just people saying, hey, I've got this. And you're like, wow, like God is a loving father who wants to speak to you and wants to speak to me. And he wants to speak to us as individuals. It's what we looked at last week as individuals hearing that call of, hey, do you want to come and live more of your life saturated by the wonder of who Jesus is and the life he affords us? Today, I want us to look at like how God wants to define who we are. That's what Vision Sunday is all about. Maybe you're new in thinking like, what is this? Well, it's a day where we just come and remember There's a purpose of us gathering. There's a reason why we exist. There's something that God has been doing, and there's something that God wants to do amongst us. And today allows us to pause and just remember and hear afresh the invitation of God. And what we'll discover, just to kind of give you a cue for it, is that it's all about Jesus. It's all in celebration of Jesus. It's all causing us, as Sarah said, to realize like gold and silver I don't have. What I do have is Jesus and he's enough. You see, if you're new around, maybe you're saying, well, why do you exist? Now, for those who are regulars, you'll think, I kind of know this one. 
I could do this bit. That's great. I want us to be able to do this bit because it should be that we know why we exist. You see, we exist because we believe Jesus changes everything. Full stop. And to be honest, every church on the planet believes that. They're believing that Jesus changes everything, full stop. That Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection, has caused everything and everyone forever to be changed. That causes us to know that Jesus is enough for you, and Jesus is enough for me. And as we live in the wonder of understanding that Jesus changes everything full stop, that's not just in this room, it's the whole of the planet. He wants this planet to be filled and recharacterized by his unfailing love, goodness, and rightness. What we've said then is that in knowing that's why we exist, it causes us to be shaped by him, to be shaped by words that he spoke in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39, where we've kind of summarized it in four words that we kind of put everywhere. As we say, we give ourselves to loving God and loving people. In knowing why we exist, believing Jesus changes everything, full stop, we give ourselves to loving God and loving people, that in loving God, we want to be those who live with God at the very center of our beings, allowing his love for us to redefine who we are, causing us in turn to just then reflect that love back to him. And so we live centering our lives on him, but also celebrating in the wonder of who God is and this life of unfailing love that Jesus affords us to live in the good of. And as we seek to live in the good of that love, it causes us then not only to love God, but to love people. That we seek to love as we've been loved. We seek to love sacrificially as Jesus sacrificed all for us. We then seek to love in the same way. We seek to love unconditionally as Jesus unconditionally loved us. We then seek to unconditionally love others. We seek to love wanting the best for others as Jesus loves us, longing for the best for us, calling us to say, come and shape your life around my life. Live obediently to me because I want to do you good. I think one of the joys I get in playing the part, the small part I do around here, is I just get to chat to loads of different people. And I think one of the things I found deeply encouraging over the last year is just a number of individuals who've just come up to me and shared how they've just known a deep and profound sense of love revealed by others in Oasis. And it's kind of been in two camps. It's been in the camp of those who'd consider Oasis home, who come and say, like, as I've been navigating this moment in my life with all of its complexities, it's just been profound the love I've known of others around me. And it's also through this group of people who just come for their first time connection. Maybe during the week, maybe on a Sunday, and I get to talk to them and say, man, I just felt really loved. You see, as we give ourselves to loving God and loving people, it starts to shape who we are. And as we give ourselves to that, we kind of live with signposts, and this is kind of where I want to get to, signposts on the journey. You see, if you would set off on any journey, 
you look for signs. If you're a driver, you know that you want to look for the signs, signs that tell you how far you've got to, get, you've got to go, signs that point in the direction that you need to go to, signs that bring kind of understanding to the surroundings around you. And the same is true for us as a church, that we find that God comes and gives us signposts, encouragements, to kind of direct us, to shape us, to cause us to know like where we've been and where we're going. And so in the past, we've had signposts of often a phrase or a word that then have shaped us over the coming year. Signposts like adventure or pace or joy or home. If you're around at the beginning of last year, we put up a new signpost. We felt God speaking to us about a signpost that we felt God was saying was going to characterize us over the coming five years or so. As we discovered the previous five years have been characterized by this whole signpost of home, where we discovered that we've been invited to find and establish and restore and build and share home. And so at the start of 2022, we said that it felt like the signpost God was giving us was legacy that we were invited to start to live in a way that was to outlive ourselves. That's what legacy is about. It's about living in a way where we realize this isn't just about this moment now. We live in a society, a culture that's always about the moment. And yet we're called to say, no, what we're about is something that's going to go on beyond us, that will outlive us until Jesus returns. And therefore, we said we want to live in a way that outlives us, in a way that is revealed in John 15, that Jesus says, like, how you are to live is know that you've been grafted into me. It's like a vine to branches. And as you remain in me, abide in me, there's this deep, profound connection between us and Jesus. We're sustained by him. But as we're sustained by him, he then says, you're then going to bear fruit, fruit that lasts. Jesus' desire for us is that we bear fruit, a fruit that lasts beyond us. And therefore, we set out to live in the good of this signpost of legacy, seeing it was about building, connection, which is about upward to God, sidewards to each other, and outward to others who are not yet part of us. It was about our capacity of what we can do together and the environment that we seek to nurture amongst each other. But before we look at, okay, if that's what it was last year, like where are we heading this year, which has already started to be shared, I want us just to take a moment to look back then on 2022. And to do that, I want to use a presentation style that yesterday I was kicking myself thinking, why on earth did you do this, Hurst? But there's a presentation style called Pechacucha, which was designed by Japanese architects to stop them waffling, where they were given a presentation style where you're allowed 20 slides, where you allow images to be revealed that talk about the subject you're speaking on, and you can share for 20 seconds per slide. And I thought, why not? Why not try and find images that reveal 2022 in Oasis? And why not try and do it in 20 seconds per slide? Now, this is going to go one of two ways. 
Let's see how it goes, yeah? What I want to see, though, within all of it is the wonder of what God has done. And so I wonder, Matt, Becca, can we run this thing and let's see? Wow, I can see myself. Okay, let's go. See, we started the year emerging out of the global pandemic. We discovered that this wasn't as simple as switching an on-off switch, but rather had taken time to adjust, discovering what to leave behind, what to take forward, and rediscovering the joys of being together, as well as learning to stand with those who can't be in person. You see, the online skills we learned during the pandemic both connect those who are unable to join us in person, for various reasons, but also give new people a way in before they have to be brave to take a step through the front door. Recently, someone shared how during a long period of illness, it's been a constant source of encouragement to join online and feel connected, as well as countless individuals who've said to me, I've been watching you on their first visit. It's been an utter joy this past year to see four individuals get baptized, as well as to see a group of people, both who've been baptized or not yet been baptized, form a learning community to explore the wonder of baptism. It's been so good to open South Street up each Wednesday morning for Oasis Cafe. Though the drinks aren't this good, the pastries are very good. It's enriched us as a community as we get to connect, and it's been so good to have others from outside Oasis join in, as well as to extend the time together to offer a warm welcome. Now, you're wondering about this image. You see, what we've discovered is there's a different rhythm that we can live with on Sunday evenings that allows us to connect with God and with each other. And as has already been explained, we found this connection, this rhythm of prayer, worship, communion, and food. It's done us so much good. It's been an utter privilege to support a local business, Get Off the Ground, called Schools Out, that is based in the back of the building. The business serves the local community with after-school care and holiday clubs. It is a relationship that goes from strength to strength. You see, as well as new things starting, we also learned how to end things well. Last year, we gathered to celebrate the end of the bridge, our work with those struggling with addiction. Though it was time for the bridge to end, we gathered and celebrated all that has been achieved over the previous 20 years. Legacy is about ending things well. It's been so good to see different, two different learning communities gather to work through the eight practices of the way to stay centered. It was amazing to witness the authenticity, encouragement, and learning from one another, as well as the desire of all who participate to live more centered on Jesus. It'll be great to see how this continues in momentum this coming year. In 2022, we had the privilege of running three Alpha courses, allowing people to discover more about the wonder of who Jesus is and how he longs to transform their lives. We ran two online courses, but it was great to be able to uh, be back in the room, round the table at the end of the year. Keep an eye out this coming year for the next Alpha courses. After a pause caused by the pandemic last year, we saw a return of the pain and privilege of saying goodbye to people within Oasis. We've had the privilege of sending people to other parts of the nation, as well as those who've gone to support other church communities nearer where they live in the city. Saying goodbye is painful, but always a privilege. But as long with saying goodbye, we also have this immense privilege of saying hello to many new individuals to Oasis, both on a Sunday and throughout the week. And many have found home here and have enriched who we are together. 
And to help us develop in our ability to welcome others in, we spent last time last year contemplating hospitality, discovering it's founded on the abundant hospitality God has shown us and calls us then to show. It's all about opening our lives, homes, and tables to others. It's one that I'm learning loads from friends from other cultures, and I want to continue to encourage us to give ourselves to. Now, you're wondering about this one. This is about the exciting reality that we now have been able to add onto the staff team on a part-time basis for one or two days, Eber, Alice, and Phil. And I can promise you, as they're seeking to serve Oasis, they've added so much to strengthen who we are. The pandemic has had a profound effect on our children, and it's been so good to be able to gather them back in the room together as OKC. It's been amazing to start new termly events for kids, their families and friends, starting with a firework night in November, and an event just for the kids in terms of climbing. With our deep desire to reveal God's heart for mercy, it's been amazing to partner with a local baby bank to provide much-needed resources for new parents who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford them. Along with the baby bank, we've been able to offer a store cupboard of provisions for anyone in need, and it's just been fantastic to see those that have benefited from that. We love having our youth around at Oasis, and it's been great they've been able to gather bi-weekly on a Friday evening. But it's also been exciting to see the older youth gathering bi-weekly on a Wednesday evening for small group, and then the whole of youth starting to gather once a month on a Sunday morning. We're deeply grateful for this building and want to ensure we share its benefits with others. Therefore, it's been a privilege to open the doors for others to use it for charitable causes, conferences, weddings, and gatherings. All who use it leave deeply grateful to us. It's fun also to open the front door to many local neighbors who come in to have a look around and leave saying, I'll be back. It's been lo being located here, we want to be good neighbors and also serve the local community. And towards the end of the year, we started a stay and play to provide safe place for people with their children to gather. It starts small, but is growing and seeing and reaching out to the community. We started 2020 in the knowledge that our rental contract was coming to an end in November. And I asked us to believe for long-term ownership that will benefit future generations, encouraging us to see what might happen. It was exciting then to share in November the possibility we have of purchasing the building and the adventure of seeing what God might do. And then there was Christmas. For the first time since 2019, we were able to gather in person on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Nativity Who was back in all its uniqueness, and the carol service was full and engaging. I was so excited to hear of uh, a couple of guests who came along who immediately rushed home, having been at the carol service, to watch it online. That was 2022. <laughs> it is good, isn't it? I, one, I made it. I feel relieved about that. But I think what takes my breath away is just what God's done. I don't know if you see it. It's not like, and this person did this, and that person did that. It's like, wow, this is what God did. It's always God. The adventure we're caught up in is with God, and he longs to come and do something in us and through us. And I'm just left deeply grateful for the start of the journey of this legacy that's starting to build momentum in us.
But what about this coming year then? Like, what's the signpost there? If we're living with legacy, how's that going to be navigated? Well, you kind of already looked at the cards properly, so you know where I'm heading. But back on the 17th of October, 2022, I had a retreat day. Every so often, I take a day out just to kind of pause, center on who God is, and then continue with my life. And on this day, I tend to have like a word that's going to describe what I feel like God wants to do on that day. And on this day, 17th of October, I just felt like it was a day to ponder. Ponder what was going on in my life, in my family's life, in the life of Oasis. And as I pondered, there were two things that seemed to come to mind. One was a deep sense of gratitude for what God was doing. And the other was a deep sense of tiredness from all the transition that was going on in every area. And as I started to ponder this, I felt God underlying the transition. And I felt God say, I wanna teach you and cause you to learn something about transition. Because it's not just about you, it's about Oasis. You see, for this coming year, 2023, I believe we're to live in that banner heading of legacy of navigating transition. See, it's come through, but I just want to take a moment to get us to understand. You see, the reality is all of us have to navigate transition. There's always change going on. If you're a follower of Jesus, it's an invitation to transition. It's an invitation to keep changes because the whole process of following means that you're going to keep moving and keep becoming more like him. As a church, as this past year has shown, it's been a year of many different transitions. But it's also one that if we're going to live with legacy, we need to discover that it's an invitation to live with transition because we're going to keep changing as others are added in who change the shape of who we are, as well as we discover more of who Jesus is, which changes the shape of who we are. See, if we don't live with transition rather seeking to escape it, actually what we'll end up doing is just trying to be guardians of a museum, of protecting what's been. But the reality is transition is tiring, uncomfortable. It involves letting go, go. it involves waiting, and it involves embracing something new. And I felt God say the key to navigating transition is in the wonder of the one who is with us, God. It's already come through. Yeah, he's the one who sees you. When he sees me in the crowd, the one who formed us, who was imagining us before we came into being. He's the one who's with us. And I was reminded of the story of the great transition of the people of God in the Old Testament from Egypt to the promised land. And in that transition, God speaks to the new leader, Joshua. In Joshua 1.9, it says this, this is my command be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, the invitation is to know strength and courage as we face transition. And how we know that strength and courage is by remembering the one who goes with us, God. That God is the one who comes and brings strength and courage to us. See, the invitation, therefore, this coming year is to learn what it is to navigate transition by knowing God is with us and the strength and courage that brings. 
Because that will fuel us as we live with legacy. There's a lot being spoken of at the moment of, will you be a non-anxious presence? The danger of that, it, it feels like that's something I've got to try and become. Whereas actually, I think the key is remembering the one who's with us. Therefore, if we're going to be those who live this way, we also need to understand that to not uh, live knowing that God's with us, allowing him to bring courage and strength, actually can harm us. You see it with the people of God in uh, that transition from Egypt to the promised land. You find that actually there are many moments where they forget God's with them. And what it leads to is fear, despair and disappointment, disillusionment, and disunity. I don't want us to go that way. God doesn't want us to go that way. He wants us to understand as we live with transition, he goes with us and wants to breathe courage and strength into us. Therefore, as we navigate transition, I want us to seek to see that signpost over those four headings that we used last year. In respect to connection, I want us to understand that it's about an upward connection. To keep remembering God is with us, let's give ourselves to asking and answering the question, how are we doing living centered on Jesus? Like I promise you, if you're continuously asking and being asked, how are you doing us living centered on Jesus? It causes us to remember, actually it's he who shapes everything. If he's with us, who can stand against us? We can be strong and courageous. It's about sidewards. It's through our small groups that we continue to build and multiply authentic small communities that encourage one another in navigating transition. If you're not in a small group, please get into one. Speak to someone next to you and say, which small group do you go to? Can I come along? If you are in a small group, think about how can you multiply in order that others can gather in. I know Graham... Um, spoke to me a couple of weeks ago and just said, he felt like there's something about gathering around the table in terms of our small groups. I think there is. I think we need to get smaller, more intentional of living around the table about how we're doing, how we navigate transition of knowing that God is with us. And it's about outward. Of transition involves inviting others in. Let's keep giving ourselves to ways of inviting others in, whether it's Alpha, the cafe, stay and play, but often it will mean that we need to go out and find people where they are and invite them to come and find Jesus. So that's connection. Secondly, it's about building. Let's continue on the adventure of the possibility of this purchase. Understanding it will involve transition, whatever the outcome is. And the key will be, we'll get to know more of God through it. I want us to hear that. There's a danger that we're going to hear, building or bust. No, Jesus will bust. Building will reveal something more of who Jesus is. Let's, let's hold it lightly. Let's come with faith. And I promise you, God's going to do something through it. Third thing, capacity. See, in learning to live with transition, I want to invite each of us to find our part in building a home here at Oasis. Each of us is needed. Yes, you. Did you feel that? You're like, oh, not me. No, you. We need you. You've got a part to play. And then lastly, environment. 
See, as we learn to navigate transition, I believe it impacts how we treat, treat each other. And therefore, I want us to focus on the culture of honor we're seeking to build. Over this coming year, just as we did with the hospitality last year, I want us to focus in on um, honoring this year of contemplating what does it look like that God honors us and how he longs to shape us as a community that seek to honor one another and everyone who steps in around us. We're about there. Where does it leave us? Well, it leaves us where it always does on this Sunday. Invitation. Like, should we go and do this? Should we go with God? Let's invite you to join me to come this coming year and to learn to navigate transition. Like for some of us, we'll be thinking, this doesn't sound very jazzy. I thought it was like, let's go and take the world. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna learn to do that by living with transition, of understanding that God is with us. And as we understand God is with us, we know strength and courage within every moment of uncertainty, change, letting go, taking hold of something new in our individual lives, in our lives as a church, and in our lives as we come into interaction with others. Therefore, I want to finish by praying the words of Joshua 1.9 over us. And so I wonder just where you are, why don't you just close your eyes? Maybe you're at home, close your eyes there, if you're in the room. I just want to pray this verse over us. Whether we feel we're part of this story or not, I want this reality to become our reality this coming year. God, I pray, would you speak these words into the depth of our hearts this coming year and beyond? That you would speak, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. God, I pray for those of us who are feeling afraid and discouraged. Would you come now and meet us in the depth of our being and cause us to know you know us. You're preparing a feast before us. And because you're with us, you want to turn that fear and discouragement into strength and courage. I pray for those of us who know that sense of you with us. I pray would you cause us to know you go with us wherever we go, wherever our feet land. You're with us in our homes, our streets, our workplaces, our schools, our universities, our retirement, our allotments. Uh, God, you're there. And that you go with us in order that we can know your strength and courage in every and any situation. Ask this for your glory. I pray bless us as we seek to live in a way that outlives us. Amen.